Hey babes, welcome to the Babe Made Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Chavez, founder of Babes in Business. I created this podcast to talk about all the dirty details of what it really means to be an entrepreneur. Tales of faking it till you make it, clawing your way out of jobs you hate, rising to the top and finding yourself where you know you truly belong. Follow us on Instagram at babesinbusinessnj. Become a member and learn more about joining our tribe at babesinbusinessnj.com. New episodes drop every Friday at 12. Find and follow us on Spotify. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Babe Made Hustle. I'm really excited today because we have Marissa Brainy, who is pretty much just like an all around total boss when it comes to video. And I know that from my community, you guys have definitely told me that you're so scared to get on Instagram stories. And she is a total boss when it comes to video because she has been on the news, been a reporter, she's on QVC, she's just like an all around total boss when it comes to being on video. So I cannot wait to get into asking her so many questions about how she got started. Marissa, thank you so much for joining us. Oh my gosh, what an introduction. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, and I really appreciate all of the um, confidence and shout outs that you just gave. Um, I think that video storytelling is so powerful. Um, it's what I've done my whole career in various forms, made a big transition last year. So I'm excited to share all that and also just give some insight that could help the audience. Cause I know it is really what so many people are thinking about, especially these past few months when we've had to rely so heavily on the virtual experience. Um, so yeah, thanks for, thanks for asking me to come on. Of course. Um, so before we get into all of that, I just wanted to ask you, like, how has this time been going for you? I feel like since I stalked you a little bit on Instagram, I see that you're, I feel like you're still going hard with work and everything. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, um, it's certainly been an interesting time for a variety of reasons. Um, my husband and I are both in television and so he, for much of this was working at home. Um, and for me, I have still been doing television also from home and he's on the production side. I'm on the on camera side. So, um, thankfully I had like a built in producer at home, which is always helpful. It's something we've always connected with so much. So I'm really grateful to have had him here to help me with some of the setup of things, bouncing ideas off of him and all of that. So, um, for QVC, I have been doing airings from home through the pandemic, which um, has been really a challenge in many ways, but also I have to say kind of empowering to kind of figure out as we all have been doing sort of some outside of the box ways to make what we do happen and make it happen creatively. Um, it has come with its um, imperfect moments for sure because I have three kids four and under. Um, a four-year-old, a two-and-a-half-year-old, and a 10-month-old. And so working around their nap times and trying to find times to film things while there is a little quiet and pause in the house, um, that has certainly come with its fair share of, uh, of kinks. But um, 
you know, we've made it work. And so, yeah, I would say it's been definitely an uphill battle many days, but also there have been many silver linings, um, both personally and professionally. That's, I think that's interesting that you get to work from home with your husband as well too. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely, um, he, he's actually now back at the, at, at the studio. He, so he works for ABC news. He's a producer. Um, we met in TV. We met at um, a station in Florida, but we're actually both from New Jersey. And so when we met and, you know, started dating and realized, you know, we wanted to get married and all of that, we knew we wanted to come back up to this area. And so we both got jobs in Philadelphia. We worked at the NBC station there together also. And then um, he got a job at ABC News. So we moved again and I got a job at News 12. And so, um, he produces the overnight um, hours. So that also has its sort of um, wrench in the schedule because he typically works from like 7 or 8 p.m. until like 5, 6 in the morning, um, depending on the day. And so he's now back, but he was working from home during those same hours for like two months. So yeah, it's been interesting. So you really need to love what you do if you're working those hours. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I worked um, early mornings for seven years of my career also. Um, and yeah, you absolutely do. Um, every shift in the news business in particular um, certainly has its um, benefits and drawbacks. And even at QVC, you know, it's, live most of the day. So there have been, um, since I started there, some, some odd hours also. Um, but yeah, you, you know, you, you do have to love what you do no matter what you're doing. You know, there's, I think people think of TV as super glamorous and, um, there are a lot of myths about that because (laughs) there are certainly, some major um, sacrifices that that come with it, and also a lot of grit that um, behind the scenes stuff that people don't get to see on like the glossy surface. <laughs> Definitely. Speaking of that, we came up with a a little game for you. So okay. I'm like, it's called On Air with Marissa. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> so I want you to tell our listeners just a few things about being on air since we were just, you were just talking about that. It is all about the grit and there are some things that come up that, you know, people don't necessarily think of. Maybe they think it's just about getting your hair and makeup done and looking beautiful on camera. And it's probably not always all about that. So Definitely I want not. you to tell our listeners what's the craziest thing, one or one of the craziest things that ever happened while you were filming. Okay. Um, I think I have to take it back to my first job for this one because this is just a perfect example of when you're green at really anything, there are moments that you never forget of things just going terribly awry. Um, I was a one-man band reporter, which means like you do all your, um, your shooting, your editing, and you're on camera. Um, which is a whole other, I could do a whole show on that, (laughs) but I was, um, working at a small station in upstate New York. It was my first job. I, um, got the chance to fill in anchoring and it was like the, I think it was the second time I anchored maybe. And 
I was trying to also finish my story um, that was airing in the newscast. So I was editing it in one of the editing booths and sort of slamming it together very last minute. And I like thought I had a little more time than I did. And they were calling for me on the speaker to like come into the studio to start the show, to anchor it. And I had a co-anchor and I was like, you know, putting on my lipstick in the edit bay, like trying to finish my story, getting the story in, running the tape, like literally a tape over to master control so they could put it in the machine, racing into the studio. And I cut it a little too close. And <laughs> I was coming into the studio and I tripped and fell getting onto set uh -huh. and my mic cord got like, like caught in something and they, it, they lost my audio. So they're like, we have no audio. We, we, we can't bring you up right now. And I, I couldn't get the cord unstuck from the chair. I got it caught in. So I had to hide under the desk <laughs> as they came up onto like the, the two shot of me and my, you know, my co-anchor, we were supposed to be side by side in the chairs and it was just him and an empty chair. <laughs> and I was hiding underneath because, you know, the, the glamorous world of um, technology and TV. So mm -hmm. I, you know, we had to go to the first story. He had to sort of cover a little bit. And then I untangled myself and, you know, sat back up and then we <laughs> went on with the rest of the show. There are many more moments like that, maybe yeah. not as dramatic, but um, yeah, live TV is a trip because anything can happen at any time. Yeah, I feel like that would, the tech, technology issues would definitely like really scare me. Yeah, well, you know, it can, it's, it's equal parts terrifying and exhilarating yeah. sort of at the same time. I think it's been, you know, the unpredictability of it is always sort of a huge adrenaline rush because right. there are some moments that just could never be replicated if it were scripted or timed or, you know, um, more polished. And so I think that that's something that's always kind of drawn me to it is like right. that adrenaline factor that, yeah. that does make it exciting and authentic in ways that it, you know, scripted things could never be. Yeah, totally. I think it definitely takes a certain kind of person to, to want to do that and like to do that. That's true. Yes. <laughs> what is one of your favorite moments while filming? Oh, um, there are so many. So I, you know, the, I, there's been a number of different things I've done, you know, national television appearances, even before QVC, you know, stories that went national, most of them actually weather related, um, where I was, you know, covering, um, Hurricane Irene and Superstorm Sandy and just really moments in history that, you know, one of the things I always loved about being in the news, I always described it and I, and heard it described it this way a long time ago. And it just always stuck with, with me is you really are a witness to history mm -hmm. and being able to sort of report on those monumental moments and be in the midst of it all and see it before your own eyes. I think just moments like that are so powerful. So those, while, you know, I didn't always love reporting on, you know, natural disasters and the destruction and all of that, you know, they certainly stick with you as just being such a pivotal moment that you're able to sort of see firsthand. And then, you know, actually the, the rebuilding of that and seeing that all here in New Jersey and communities come together and sort of um, the strength and the power. Sorry, my kids are a little loud upstairs. <laughs> 
Um, the strength and the power of all of that um, and the resilience of all of that. I always loved stories like that to see people really shine in moments of, um, you know, personal challenges. Um, and on that same note, I um, had, you know, I experienced a, a personal tragedy myself. I, I lost my first daughter during childbirth and that was almost six years ago now. It was while I was at News 12. And, um, you know, so many things came out of my experience and sharing that with our viewers and our audience. I connected with so many other moms who had gone through pregnancy and infant loss. I was able to do a series on that at News 12. Um, and then once I had uh, my subsequent children, I also had a mom segment at News 12 called Mom's Minute. And building that segment and being able to connect with other moms who had, you know, either been through similar circumstances as myself with, you know, building their families or, you know, being mompreneurs and seeing them build their business and just be able to adapt and pivot and change their professional and personal goals to sort of be more in sync with each other um, really inspired me. And it's um, what I still love and love to do is kind of connect with those moms. So gosh, I could talk so much about how many things I love, you know, on camera because there have been so many stories I've been privileged to tell and feel so honored to have told. That's awesome. And that's really powerful that you're able to share your story and just make it affect so many other people's lives. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, and I'm going to do one more. Um, what is your, one of your favorite parts about working on QVC? I'm sure there's a lot. Yeah, it, it's super fun. Um, so I am the national brand rep for Cuisinart on QVC and I love to cook. I love food. Um, I, at News 12, if you followed me there, I had a really fun food segment. I also had one when I worked in Philly. Um, the one at News 12 featured different New Jersey uh, restaurants and just great foodie finds. And so I love being a part of the foodie fam at QVC, yeah. as we call it. It's, um, it's really fun to just um, cook on set and, you know, showcase products and items that I believe in and that I use in my own kitchen and also just show people some fun things to do with them. Some cool little hacks, you know, to use appliances in a way that sort of makes their life easier. They may have not thought of before as a busy mom myself. I'm always looking for things like that. So I love sharing that with um, the audience. QVC is an amazing um, company as well, just to be a part of and be able to see the inner workings of and see how they give a platform to businesses large and small. I mean, some of the um, stories that some of the smaller businesses on QVC share, you know, both on the air and in the green room have just been amazing to me. And it's sort of ignited an entrepreneurial spirit in myself that um, is new for me in the last, you know, year plus um, since, since leaving the news world, it's sort of a new thing I'm exploring and loving to learn about. I love that. Thanks. That's awesome. I love hearing people's, uh, stories. I'm part of the Asbury Park Bazaar. I'm the founder of it. So I love listening to like how people start their companies, obviously babes in business as well. It's just, it's right. so, it's so important hearing people's, you know, where they started, where they're coming from. Yeah. Um, 
So now just the babes in business want to know more about your day to day and just like little things about you. So I have some quick questions just so they can know more about you. Just some fun little quick, quick questions. What do you like better, coffee or tea? Coffee all day, every day. OMG, me too. I have like three cups a day. It's horrible. So good. Um, what is your most used emoji? So I'm so basic with this. I would say probably the smiley face. I know that that's like... That's not basic. There's lots of smiley faces. The one that's, okay, the one that's like slightly blushing, that smiley face is, is my personal fave. And, and hearts. Okay. Is that so cheesy or what? But it's no, that's, that's, not, that's not cheesy. Um, also, I feel like the one that's blushing, I mean, it's like, it's got makeup on. Oh, yeah. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. It looks so cute, those, those blushed cheeks. Um, oh, these I use like all the time, probably too much and people hate me. What is the last GIF you texted? I never use GIFs to text. Is that horrible? Sometimes I feel like I only text with them. I, I use them sometimes, like I use them on Instagram all the time and like my stories and stuff. Yeah. But I, I literally never text them and I feel like I'm so behind the curve with that. Oh, I have like a whole conversation in just Okay. Now. All right. On my list to start. Um, pick up the phone or email. Um, it depends on what it's for. I, I, can I say both? I yeah. mean, I email a lot, yeah. but I do think that there's something so valuable about actually having a conversation. And I think you can just get so much more uh, personality-wise out of someone and so much more depth in a phone call. I mean, I will say that it's really hard to schedule that these days for me, just with my schedule. So I guess I'll have to go email for, for, for that, if it's a this or that. Yeah. Uh, last Amazon order, which we've all been doing a lot of lately, I'm sure. Um, I think paper towels came today. I was going to say diapers, but yeah, paper towels. <laughs> I mean, we get so much through the subscribe and save like diapers, wipes, you know, all our household stuff. So super boring one over here, but yeah, paper towels and diapers. I mean, paper towels are a necessity, so True. not boring. <laughs> Do it yourself or delegate. Ooh, I should be doing more delegating, but I am a do-it-yourself type of person, I have to say. I um, Sometimes the, the, the length of time it takes me to explain how to do something, I could have it done myself. And I also feel like I'm sort of in this solopreneur mode right now with just, you know, I have my hands in a lot of different projects. And mm -hmm. so hopefully as time goes on, maybe I'll have the, you know, capital and wherewithal to bring someone on to be able to delegate things a little more. But um, definitely in a business sense, do it myself. At home, I'm getting better about delegating and outsourcing while I can. Although through the pandemic, that really hasn't been possible for any of us. Let's, let's be honest. But um, yeah. Right. Go to power outfit. Ooh, um, I would say a brightly colored dress, high heels, and like big statement earrings. I feel like that always just makes me happy and puts me in a good mood. Love it. What is your tagline? This is hard. Um, I clearly watch way too much Real Housewives. I know. Okay. <laughs> uh -huh. Okay. I would say 
You want to come back to that one at the end? Yeah, I, I would just say practice kindness. Okay. And you never know what a conversation could bring you. So you never know what a conversation could bring you. I, I'm a talker. I like to talk to people. I like to connect different people I know, you know, like be a connector to people. So you never know what a conversation could bring you. You, you just don't know what door could be opened by that or what thing you could have in common or what personal challenge someone might be facing that you could relate to. So yeah, I'll go with that. I totally agree. Um, all right. So now we're going to get, we're going to get into it even more because I feel like, you know, so much. And like I've said before, I've definitely, um, I even teach people social media. It's just part of what I do for my other job. And I know that people are literally petrified to get on camera, myself included. I used to be one of those people. I clearly have gotten over that. Um, but so I want to know, First of all, how did you get into this? And did you always know that you were going to be good at it? Uh, good at it? No, definitely not. Did I always know I wanted to do it? Yes. I, from the time I was about eight, I always wanted to be a reporter or an anchor. Sorry. Hold on one second. <laughs> we have special guests. Um, we have special guests. Yeah, we have special guest appearances here. No, that's okay. Um, all right, let me start the part again. So I always knew I wanted to be a reporter or an anchor from the time I was probably like eight. I loved watching the news, probably in a little bit of an odd way for a child, but I was just always fascinated um, with that idea, as I said before, of just sort of being in the midst of everything as it was happening. Um, and I loved just the idea of being able to talk to so many different people and find out their stories and, you know, just really be open to learning about other people's way of life and how they lived and what they had experienced. So I always knew I wanted to do that. I, um, you know, studied in, in college. I had some great internships. I made a resume tape and sent it out at the time. It was, you know, VHS and I sent out like 30 of them to, all different small stations all across the country. That's what you do to start um, in tiny towns from, you know, Maine all the way down to Georgia, to Louisiana, like all over. And a mentor of mine told me, you take the first job you get and you go. Like, that's what you do. You just go. You get on camera as fast as you can and practice and practice and practice. And you make your you know, all your mistakes in some little tiny market. And then, you know, you work up from there. So I did exactly that. I uh, took the first job I was offered. It was a three day a week reporting job in Binghamton, New York um, for $9 an hour. And I worked at the Starbucks and the Barnes and Noble the other days of the week to pay my rent. And it was sort of odd because people would come in to get coffee and they'd be like, aren't you on the news? Why are you working at Starbucks? People, again, think of TV as super glamorous, but um, it's, it, it's, it's not for the faint of heart starting out. That's for sure. Um, and so I did that. I, I worked there about two years. I worked up to full time over the course of a couple months. I worked there a few years, had an amazing experience, learned from some really great people. Then I moved to Florida. I worked at um, the NBC affiliate in Fort Myers for a few years, then to Philly, um, was there for three years at the NBC station, the O&O in Philly, and then um, to News 12 and now to QVC. Do you think that you had any jobs before you started reporting and working at QVC that prepared you 
for the career that you have now? So I was always really into theater growing up. I am a theater kid, a proud theater kid. I, I loved um, doing musicals and shows. I did Spring Lake Theater growing up for any of our New Jersey local Monmouth County folks listening. Um, yeah, so I, I think that the theater thing definitely helped me with just the performance aspect of being able to speak and feel comfortable in front of people and, um, you know, be able to recognize good stories. And I also um, worked in retail and as a waitress, you know, in high school and college. And I really think all those things, hey, every job you have prepares you in some way for the next job. And so being a forward-facing sort of customer service oriented, you know, new worker, I was a teenager and in college, you learn a lot from that. So I, I think all of those prepared me for everything I'm doing now. Yeah, I, I agree. I think working in the service industry definitely teaches you how to multitask and deal with a lot of people and just on the fly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, oh, one thing I saw on your website that I really liked is you talk about having the gift of gab. <laughs> yeah. And well, if people, if people didn't realize already, I've been talking everyone's ears off <laughs> even now. <laughs> So how do you think that having the gift of gab has, I think that you probably are doing it right now. You just make it very easy for people to talk to you, easy to sell products, make people feel at ease, and you've been able to monetize that. So yeah, well, thank you. Talk a little bit about that. Well, you know, I think that, you know, I want to make a big distinction here. I think that one of, I, I always say this about people on TV, like when I was in, you know, news, especially, I, I would always say this, but I, I think it's true now. The most successful people on TV or, you know, that we watch on TV, other than actors, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about talk show hosts and people who've made a career on TV as themselves. Mm-hmm. They are authentically themselves on TV and that's why they've been so successful. So leaning into who you naturally are, obviously you have to like polish the edges a little bit when it comes to video and television. But that I think is what makes people want to watch you. And so, you know, they, they see you being your authentic self. And so I'm a talker. I always have been since I was a kid. Like I always loved doing home videos and narrating things and, you know, building these pretend scenarios where I was showing things and telling. And, you know, so that was something that always was something I just liked to do. And I also liked talking to people and finding out what they were all about. And, you know, as we said before, sort of getting down to the heart of why they started their business or, you know, what they're going through in the moment or how they're rebuilding after Sandy or, you know, just some, some amazing story that they have to share and being able to kind of elicit that out of them in a way that is um, authentic. Number one, number two, you know, emotional, like getting to the heart of someone's emotion, I think also takes the skill. So yeah, I would say all of those things have certainly helped me in my career in terms of being a natural talker, but just being able to 
get someone to see the real you in whatever it is you're doing, whether it is, you know, um, a restaurant and it comes through in your cooking or you have a small shop and, you know, you hand select every item in that small shop for a specific reason. I mean, all of those things are stories to tell. Um, so in the business world, um, you know, it doesn't have to be the gift for gab, but, but, but sharing your story and your why behind it, um, can easily lead to people wanting to buy from you or wanting to support you in really whatever you're doing. Yeah, exactly. So you are just, you're preaching right now and I love <laughs> it because no authentic, authenticity is what I tell people all the time, right? Like they'll, they're so scared to get on their Instagram or to do an Instagram live and they'll only post their product. And I tell them you have to get on there. They need to see the face behind the brand. So that's exactly what you're doing and you're telling the story. And I think sometimes people forget they have a story to tell. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone has a story to tell. And you know, now I think, um, I could do, this is a whole other topic, but like influencer marketing and the influencer world, you know, that's a whole other facet of like storytelling, you know, like, like there has to be an authenticity behind it and a natural story behind it. And so whether you're trying to get eyes there or you're, you know, you're trying to just draw people in to what it is you're doing. I mean, you, you need to be vocal about it because people don't have the time or the space or, um, you know, the capacity right now to seek that out unless it's there ready, ready for them to consume. So whether it is in an Instagram story or a blog post or, but I, I truly think video, nothing is going to get to the heart of that better than video. Right. It's so quick right now. Mm -hmm. They're scrolling, they're swiping. And when I come across, I mean, I literally found you because you commented on a post that I put up of Jill from Modine yeah. and I'm an Instagram creeper. I, I actually, I'm not a creeper. I'm a networker. I network right. like crazy through Instagram. I will meet so many people, especially the time that we're in now. Mm -hmm. I, want to network as much as I can. I saw that you commented. I looked at your profile. I looked at everything that you did. And I was like, this is beautiful. This is somebody that I need to connect to my community because she has something to offer them. And I want to take it that a step further and saying that when I went and looked at your website, I was like, this person has it down. Her website is branded. That's what I tell everybody to do. I'm like, get your name, make a domain out of it brand yourself. So when people go to partner with you or sponsor or do the sponsorships and I'm, this is all going to be in the Spotify notes, go, go find Marissa's Instagram and her website and go look at what she's doing because this is a perfect example of how to brand yourself. It's, it's beautifully done. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, you know what? I appreciate that so much because I was just saying to my husband the other night um, you know, it was a big leap of faith for me to leave something I did for 15 years. I did, that's all I did. News was all I did for mm -hmm. my whole career up until last year. So I have really learned a ton about, you know, I, being sort of self-branded. I, mm -hmm. I, I think that's like a weird thing to kind of say for me. I mean, I've always been a public figure in some aspect, but I was always attached to a station, you know, mm -hmm. this, um, 
this has been a huge learning curve for me. So no, if you're listening and you're sort of wondering, well, she must've known where to start. No, I did not. <laughs> you know, I, I honestly really have, I still am figuring it all out every single day, but I did know that, you know, having an online presence and, you know, an easy way for people to find out what you're about, it doesn't have to be like, super in-depth, but just something simple so people can click it and know automatically who you are and what you do. That's right. it. That's all they need to know, right. you know, um, and a little bit about your personal story. And so I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, you would never know that you didn't know because it's done very well. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, and I want to ask you a little bit too about for the people that are listening, how did you, um, how did you get the deal with um, Cuisinart and how did you start? We, I mean, this can be like a separate question, but I know that you are also with NJ Mom and I want to know how that partnership works for them as well because I know people are always looking for sponsorships and partnerships. Right. So, you know, it was really um, an interesting turn of events. I had been thinking about leaving the news side of TV for a while, I um, wanted number one was I wanted more flexibility for my family, and I think that that's even if you are not a mom for women, especially I think that like long term picture a lot of women think about that, and I don't mean to say that you know men shouldn't be thinking about that. They should. We should all be thinking about flexibility and all that, but just the moms I speak with, it, it, it comes up over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. So I had been kind of spinning my wheels for a few years, networking, networking, networking. As you said, I think it's just hugely important. And I knew, I, I knew a few people at QVC who worked in different capacities. So there's there's, if you watch QVC, you know this, there are show hosts who have their own shows on QVC. They are QVC employees. They are on, you know, a specific time slot, you know, maybe Wednesday and Friday at this time and this time or whatever. Then there are what I do on QVC, they refer to them as guests, but they're basically a rep for a brand. Mm -hmm. So they're attached to a specific brand. They handle all of the, the appearances and airings for any item that is of that brand. So I knew people who did both, who I used to work with in the news industry years ago in different places. I knew a few show hosts and I knew a few guests, as they called, that were attached to the brands. And a, a friend of mine was um, a guest there for a long time. And in fact, way back when I lived in Philly, this just shows you the power of networking and just chance. Um, when I was, before I got the job at News 12, she had um, said to me like, oh, have you ever thought about QVC? You're, you, you know, you do a lot of lifestyle stuff on the news. This would be perfect. You're really into food, maybe something in the food, you know, category or cooking. And I thought, oh, sure. Yeah, maybe, maybe at some point. I really knew nothing about it, but I did a demo video in my house, in my apartment in Philly with my mixer. And I sent it to the, the talent department at, at QVC. And they look for people all the time to be attached with different brands. Um, and that was it. I, I sort of didn't think anything of it. They, they didn't have anything at the time. They said, well, you know, we like you, we'll hold on to it. And, and that was that. 
Then I took the job at News 12, and several times after that, um, they had reached out just checking in, like, oh, like, are you looking, like, we have an open audition, are you interested, you know, never worked out, I was always under contract, whatever. Well, it just so happened, I, um, I, what, it, I had just found out I was pregnant with my daughter, who's now 10 months, and I got another email from them, and it said, um, actually, you know what, it was right before I found out I was pregnant, but the email came, and it said, you know, are you interested, and, and my contract was coming up, I was thinking what I was going to do, on a whim, I said yes, I, you know, sent them another thing, I went for the auditions, and then they they liked me and they said, you know, we have a few brands looking. Cuisinart happened to be one of them. It was a no-brainer for me. I love Cuisinart products. I have them all over my house. I love to cook. It was just the perfect thing. Right after I accepted, I found out I was pregnant with my daughter. And um, or it was right after I started talking with them. And then, you know, it was just sort of like, this was perfect timing. While all of that was going on, I was talking with NJ Mom and, you know, I always, I had worked with Christine, who's the CEO and founder on a few different things when I was at News 12. I, um, I just loved the community that she built. I still love it. I think it's just really uplifting and powerful and just a great space for moms locally to connect with one another, um, share their wins, share their challenges, share their mompreneur business. We do a mompreneur of the week um, every single week on njmom.com, which is amazing. I write some of those and I host the videos for our YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed, please do that, njmom on YouTube. Oh, we'll um, put that yeah. in the comments. Yeah, awesome. Um, and I also do like I uh, Instagram live chats for the the mom community there too. So it was sort of this perfect storm of these two opportunities kind of coming up right at the right time. And it was, you know, I feel really lucky that it happened that way because it was a lot before that of just, you know, sort of like waiting for the right thing to come up to be able to take a leap and leave a full-time job, which is Heart. And I know a lot of um, your community has done that, you know, yeah. to start their own business. So kudos to you all because it is not easy. <laughs> you sound like me too. I always say, oh, I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky. But I think that it's all the hard work that you put in before that led you to that point, all the networking that you did and all the places that you worked and all those people that you met that led you to this point. So it's always like, wait, I'm not lucky. I did this for me. <laughs> That's so true. We don't take enough credit for our wins, I, I think. So thank you. I really appreciate that. And yes, it was people I met and relationships I nurtured and developed. Um, and that that's really what it boils down to in, in, in any business. Yeah. Um, 100%. I'm like, you did this. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> You're awesome. <laughs> um, so I want to end with some advice for our listeners, because I feel like you have so much of it to give and you've already given it to us already. But for those of um, the babes out there trying to overcome the stage fright to get on camera, to do a YouTube channel, just or just to get on an Instagram story, what advice would you give to them like to just start? just start. I mean, that is it. You know, yeah. you, I, like I always say to people that you're not going to magically get good at something by just dreaming about it or, you know, you have to practice. And so expect that you're not going to like the way you sound, or you may not like how you look, or you may not like the way you say a certain word. You know, 
Um, my whole career, I always hung on to the idea that like consuming media is, is extremely subjective. You know, whether it's a radio show you listen to or a book you read or a podcast or a show, there's always going to be someone. And I used to say this to myself when I was sending out tapes to news directors, there's always going to be someone who's going to watch. And for whatever reason, immediately they're going to say, you know what? She's not for me. You know, I don't like the way she says that word or, you know, I, you know, she, she, she doesn't speak slowly enough or whatever. These are all superficial things. They're all subjective things and we can't get hung up on those. Um, I am my own harshest critic. So I try to sort of just tune out that stuff, but I am very self-critical when I look back at something still to this day, 15 years later, like I'll listen to this and I'll be like, oh, I said, um, too much in that one sentence, or I went way too long on that one story that the talking again, it gets me in trouble. Um, but you know, you, you just have to just keep at it. You, you, every single time you get on camera, you'll get more comfortable. Um, and the more you do it, you'll sort of realize your strengths too, mm -hmm. which um, again, it's going back to giving ourselves credit. You, you might watch one specific story you do and say, wow, when I talked about that, you know, when I talked about the story behind that new line I just brought into my store or this new candle scent that I just created, when I talked about that story, that, that was really strong. I'm going to do that more. You're going to find your way as you go, but you're not going to find your way if you don't start. So just do it. You can practice to yourself in front of a mirror. I used to do that all the time when I was, you know, first starting out going live um, as a reporter. I would, I always used to tell this to my interns too, because I just think it's a good tool. I would be driving down the road and I would just like see something on the side of the road, say it was like, you know, a person getting gas, for example. And I would just start reporting on it, like in my car, talking to myself as if I were doing a report on the news about it, you know, just say like, um, the woman was getting gas and I would make up some crazy story in my head. The woman was getting gas when a rocket fell from the sky. She was <laughs> totally surprised by this, but it helps you sort of think on your feet. I know that sounds crazy and kind of dumb, but it helps you think on your feet and it helps you cut out the likes, learn what your, um, vocal and conversational crutches are. We all have them, whether it's, um, like, um, you know, I, I could go on, but we all have them yeah. and how to sort of talk through them. That's not to say you're not going to ever say, um, on a, on an Instagram story or on a YouTube. That's okay. It's natural, but you learn how to get through them and keep plowing through them and keep your train of thought going by just talking, whether it's in your car, in front of a mirror, whatever, just do it and just get on Instagram stories and start. Yes. I love that. That's great advice. And we kind of touched upon this a little bit already, but um, do you think that the camera shows a side of your personality that a post doesn't show? Yes, 100%. 100%. I mean, I think that there's a reason why people always say like, oh, a text or an email can get misconstrued. Mm -hmm. It's because we you're not hearing the inflection in someone's voice. You're not seeing their facial expressions. You're not seeing that glimmer in their eye when they're talking about their business yeah. specifically for your audience. That's what I'm, but, but whatever it is, you know, and so that goes so far. And I just feel like don't underestimate that. Um, and there are so many 
people out there now, um, many who I'm connected with on Instagram, a lot of former news people do this, um, who are helping produce videos and helping, you know, helping businesses tell their stories and, you know, learn how to do it. Learn from these people. There are people out there. I'm actually starting to do this myself. I'm starting to take on some consultation work to work with people about video storytelling and just how to appear better on camera, how to speak better on camera, how to better hone in on their messaging. Um, but there are so many resources for that. So yes, I, I, I truly feel the power of video is, you know, just monumental. Oh, I love that. I could see you having a whole masterclass on that. Well, thanks. Maybe, maybe it's down the pipeline. I don't know. It's going to be on her beautiful <laughs> branded website coming soon. <laughs> thank you. Marissa, I want to thank you so much for joining the Babes of Business community on the Babe Made Hustle podcast. Thank you so much, Jennifer. It was my pleasure. I'm so excited we got to do this. And I, I loved talking all things video. And I'm, I'm excited to hear what questions people have, too. Please feel free to reach out to me. Yes, babes, you can DM her at mbrainy on Instagram. And we're going to put that all that information in the comments and her YouTube channel for NJ Mom. So Marissa, we'll see you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.